Welcome to Game & Watch with Aaron and James, the show where we talk about games we've been gaming and movies and TV shows we have been watching. Um, I am Aaron. And I am James. Well, you better be, because otherwise that'd be a problem. Well, would you keep going? Uh, I mean, I'd have a lot of questions, uh, but if they prove to be a, a gracious guest host, then I would just roll with it. I'm curious how long it would take you to just roll with it. If someone just said, uh, I am James and it didn't sound like me. And you just add, you know, they just demonstrated a good knowledge of what we're talking about today. I don't know. Well, but I'm they're... imagining them not even being an imposter, just someone saying like, and I am Armand. Oh, uh, oh and I, I would, and I would just be like, all right, I guess it's Aaron and Armand today. <laughs> okay. I like that too. Maybe one of these days yeah. I'll just randomly uh, just swap out with Miranda yeah um, i was thinking like a body snatcher situation uh, okay, of course okay. you know uh well speaking of armand uh we are talking about a character with <laughs> perhaps a, a gruff voice and a difficult past yeah we're talking about um what some people have said uh that i've made up for this quote uh to be the greatest game of all time <laughs> we talk about some big games uh in this podcast but um perhaps none bigger than this one true true um I'm referring of course to wario land super mario land 3 a random game boy game that came out in 1994 <laughs> okay 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 wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute we're gonna I, we might have to do this on air uh you played super mario land 3 which was Wario Land 1. Yes. Is that correct? Did you play Wario I, Land 3? I played Wario Land 3. Oh my gosh, that is wonderful. And guess what? It sucks. Oh my God. <laughs> oh no. How did this happen? <laughs> um i let's i like this let's just let's yeah i think we should, i think we should roll with it because i actually can talk about that game i don't know if you want to we do a dual episode just kind of improv it yeah, yeah I, you know i like this let's uh okay let's, let's keep it going i i know um, it's funny i i may agree with some of your thoughts on War, wario land 3 uh and i know that my brothers uh would come out hard against me for saying that they would they would not be happy to hear me disparage that game but, you know, this is really relevant because I was worried that you were going to hate this game. And by worried, I mean, I didn't really care <laughs> you're going to hate it. But this I, I played the Wario Land games for so long. Uh, they're some of like the first games that I ever played, or at least Wario Land 3 or sorry, Wario Land Super Mario Land 3 was one of the uh, first Game Boy games that I played. Um, so they've been in my life for a while. Not that I've replayed them often, but I quite enjoy particularly wario land 2 and you know i had some warm memories going back to this one it's been a long time since i played three because i honestly had no desire to return to it yeah i um this this was interesting because when i was looking at the critical review of this well here why don't we why don't, first why don't you tell me about your game uh, give me a little background <laughs> give me the critical reception and then i'll tell you about mine yeah, why not? You know, I, this yeah. is this is actually kind of a blessing in disguise. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you know, it's like the same. This is the same name for the most part. I, you know, it's funny because I thought about clarifying, uh, which by that I mean I I know I I remember I recall saying the exact name of the game and I remember writing it in our schedule that spreadsheet I put together. I don't know if you've ever looked at it, but I but I have it, uh, and. Yet I still thought there was part of me that thought when we recorded our last episode, which has actually been 
about like three weeks ago. Um, what if he just played a different one? Or what if like, I was like, what if I, what if I forgot to say that this is definitely the one we were going to do? Cause we originally were going to do Super Mario Land 2 and then we pivot. Right, right. Um, I, uh, I, I had a real back and forth in my head when I downloaded this off the eShop for my 3DS. I was like, it was this one, right? And I was like, yeah, Jimmy said like number three, <laughs> uh, which technically it is number three in that Super sure Mario is. Land three. Oh man. Well, well, this is fascinating. I love yeah. it. Um, all right. So, I mean, we could churn through both of these games pretty quickly because they're very, you know, this will, we'll kind of be doing this uh, off the cuff a little bit. Um, so my game is a 1994 platformer game called Wario Land, Super Mario Land 3. Confusing then, confusing now. Um, it was developed and published by Nintendo. Um, it was, I mean, really the most notable person specifically behind this was Hiroji Kiyotake, who is the creator, well, I think the creator of Wario. Uh, he... Well, I mean, maybe Shigeru Miyamoto is the creator of Wario. Although I, I don't know. I, I think he was the create the, the the designer of Wario at least. Um, he was originally like a designer. He's been with Nintendo or has had, was with Nintendo for a while. It was around since like Duck Hunt, Metroid days. Um, he directed Super Mario Land Two, Six Golden Coins. Directed this game as well, uh, and was a graphic designer for many many games, including Super Metroid and subsequent Wario Land games. Yeah, and I may be, this may be from a fever dream, but I do remember somewhere at some point reading that um, the GB, like the Game Boy Mario games were pretty small teams of people. Yes, and that shows because they're pretty short games. Um, yes. I mean, I guess Game Boy games were pretty short. It's funny the, 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 how the perspective changes when you get older. I remember just being like six years old and thinking this was a very long game. Um and I guess maybe they got a little bit longer. Like Wario Land 2 did come out for the Game Boy, the original Game Boy, and then later for the Game Boy Color. And Wario Land 2 is definitely a longer game than this. Very, very good game. Uh, wish wish we, uh, you had accidentally played both 2 and 3 so we could talk about all three of them. Uh, 4 is not worth talking about. But anyway, um, this game was well-received when it came out. Um, I think that people were happy about the, the, the design of the game. Um, some critics said it was too easy. I would agree with that. Um, but yeah, pretty much kind of liked the, the difference, um, between kind of taking the Mario concept and giving Mario power-ups in the form of mushrooms and applying that to Wario. Um, and I, when I, we talk about the kind of the mechanics of the game and stuff, I can go into more detail, but you know, Wario has various transformations. Um, my guess, or my, not my guess, my knowledge is that he has many more in the game that you played. Um, so, you know, there's definitely an evolution from uh, from this one to the one that you played. Correct. Yeah. Um, okay. Shall we talk about mine? Yeah. All right. Um, I played Wario Land 3, uh, which came out May 30th, 2000 in the U.S. for the Game Boy Color exclusively. Um, I believe it had the same director. Let me find that. Um, that's your somewhere. Uh, not the same director. I, but this guy did work as a, the, um, 
the director of Wario Land One was a designer. Yes, of Wario Land. I knew there. Yes, there is some carryover. So yeah, uh, I played Wario Land Three, uh, which came out as I said in the year two thousand. Um, some of the team from uh, the old Wario Lands is still back. You can see how much I care about this game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, I will say like something that you kind of touched upon that I don't know if it's present in the other games because uh, I only played this one. <laughs> but uh, Wario does have a variety of power-ups. But unlike um, Mario, who collects those power-ups, and then if he gets hit, those power-ups go away... Mario or Wario gets his power-ups by being hit by enemies mm-hmm. uh, and he can never die. Not the case in this game. So this is, this is where it'll get a little bit interesting. Um, this is, this is going to work well. <laughs> Switching off yeah. between talking about the mechanics of this game. And- so, yeah. So I would be kind of curious to know uh, well, how, why that change came about uh, in production. Also, this game is very much um, kind of like a maze puzzle game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really a platform in the traditional sense. You are exploring stages to find keys that open chests, that uh, to find coins. Uh, you're backtracking to old levels. Um, you're having to like pass various like barriers based on you know certain power ups you've gotten by getting hit by enemies. Like yeah, it's really not like Mario. The only big similarity is that Wario jumps and that it's you know a two D plane. Um, but I, I would be curious to know more behind the scenes about why they kind of drifted into that direction, probably to give Wario games kind of their own identity. Yeah, I think that was it because I mean, what you just, just described is kind of the nature of that game is very much kind of the nature of this game. Um, yeah. And then the critical reception, uh, both when it came out and when it was re-released on the eShop, uh, rave reviews for three, uh, like nines out of 10. Yeah, some people like, think it's the best one. So yeah, people say it's the best one. Everyone is really just enamored of it. Um, we're gonna get into the, the exact mechanics of why later, but I think it sucks and I hate it. You didn't play uh, uh, the golfing mini game over, and I, over again. I did a bit. Uh, no, we're this is this is a really good example of a game that was probably very good in its time uh, that it, that has not aged well. Interesting. I, I look forward to hearing your thoughts on why, and I and I'm gonna try to guess at the end as to whether or not they would be uh, that those reasons would be extended to this. I, again, my gut is that you would not have liked this game because I think that it is weaker. It's, it's very, there's very clearly an evolution from one to two. And then there are many elements in two that are carried over to three, two. I actually replayed last year and found it just as enjoyable as I always have found it. Um, so I guess this is a good segue into, I mean, cause you don't, have a, you don't have a personal history with either of these games. You don't have any history with the one <laughs> the one uh, that yeah, you I didn't did, play. Uh, the So this, again, as I mentioned, this is kind of a game that was in my Game Boy arsenal for a long time since I was very, since I was a wee lad. Um, and I remember very much enjoying it, mostly just because it was very different than the other Mario games that I had been playing. Um, and I have probably revisited this. I played it a ton back then, you know, you're, if you're, in the car with your parents going on vacation, you only have so many games you could play. Uh, and, you know, so I played it a lot. Um, but since then, I probably only revisited it a couple times in, you know, the 20 years that followed, 20, more than the 20 years that followed. Um, I, every time I play it, I, I, I think it's, it's fine. Uh, it's slow. Um, and not, not, not like that. It's more just, the game is very quick. It's just, 
it's it's a little boring. Um, Wario moves slowly. You're kind of used to like a little bit more of a fast paced Mario. Um, it, it's weird to go to this. It feels slower despite being a short game. Yeah. Um, also, I I don't know if um, uh, the first one is is different, but. Wario Land 3, the sprites are way bigger than they would be in a normal Mario game. Mm-hmm. And like he takes up more of the screen. And yes. as a result, like you see less of what's going on. And Wario is bigger and more detailed, which looks better. Uh, but in terms of gameplay, like you know less of what's going on around you. That, so I don't know if that was the case in the one you played. It is. It's the case in Wario Land 1 and 2 and 3. Four feels a little bit less so, but four was for the Game Boy Advance. Um, four is a weird game. Uh, very, very short game that I that just did not do it for me. I was very disappointed. Um, but yeah, so that is that's another one of my complaints that I have. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I I would say that I've soured on it since, though it was kind of there's a little bit of a nice nostalgia kick that I got revisiting it. Um, so yeah, um, I guess maybe we should, do you think we should just do kind of the overview of the entire game quickly? You know, just summarize it for, for each of us, like in a row without bouncing back and forth? Or uh, what do you think? Yeah, whatever you want to do, whatever you think. Okay. Um, all right, so the plot of Super Mario Land 3, Wario Land, or actually Wario Land colon super mario land 3 it's nintendo as we've learned and have been has been reaffirmed by this most recent e3 i would say nintendo is just terrible at naming games yeah or they don't want to let you know what their games are called yeah exactly um so at the end of super mario land 2 six golden coins wario loses his castle because he's defeated by mario that game notably being the game first game that wario ever appeared in um, and so Wario is trying to find a golden statue of Peach and steal it from the Brown Sugar Pirates and their leader, Captain Syrup, which, you know, he wants to ransom for more money so that he can buy his own castle. Um, everything in this game is named after food or it's a, there's a food theme. I mean, the, the, the setting is Kitchen Island and each one of the levels is named after something that you eat or drink. Um so you really the only two main characters are Wario and then Captain Syrup. Um, she is the you know, again, as I mentioned, the captain of the Black Sugar Gang, and there's, that's all you know. And because this is a Game Boy game from the '90s, that's all you need to know. You don't need to know anything else. There's no real story to it, other yeah. than what I just mentioned. Um, I guess maybe you know the so the mechanics of the game are really that Wario can pick up certain power-ups to turn himself into things. And so Wario Land 2, I should note, much like Wario Land 3, as you'll go into more detail about, like, is a game where you have to get hit by something to turn, to get a power. Um, Not as much, or not at all, in what I played. Um, There are only really four forms that Wario can take, um, one of which is small Wario, which is what you turn into if you're damaged. so Wario can turn into Bull Wario, um, which 
you essentially there's there's regular size wario which when you're small if you pick up some garlic and eat it you'll turn into just regular wario and regular wario has the ability to charge into things um but there are certain abilities that he does not have that other transformations do have um if you pick up another garlic pot or specifically a a bull pot you turn into bull wario where you have bull horns on your hand uh on your head um which allow you to kill enemies faster you can stomp onto the ground uh to break blocks under you and you can also stick to the ceiling which is a feature that is i've just never used i don't understand why it's in it's just because it was clever that you could stick your horns into the ceiling um <laughs> another one of the transformations is dragon wario uh, if you obtain a dragon pot um you have like a little bit of a mini dragon on top of your head and you can shoot fire out of it and use that to destroy blocks um or kill enemies from a distance um my favorite transformation of all of them is the only one left, and that's Jet Wario. Um, and that allows you to skip levels <laughs> by just flying from one end oh, to the wow. other. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of levels that are designed in a way where you can pretty much just enter a, you know, a screen with Jet Wario, jump up as high as you can, and then jet halfway through it, then jump up again, do that again, and reach the end. If there's nothing around that you don't want to deal with, no annoying coins and things like that, if you're just trying to get through the game to play it for a podcast, it's perfect. Wait, I wish um, that were in mine. Yeah, and then, you know, by comparison, Small Wario can't do anything, can't do any of that stuff. All he can do is just walk around like a weak little uh, pathetic um, mustachioed baby. <laughs> I, I would love a good mustachioed baby. I, yeah. I, I, I feel like that's a great concept. Yeah, um, and I can just kind of walk through the, the, the game, you know, there's, it's again, it's a platforming game. You know, there are, there are blocks you can hit uh, that get you coins. Um, there are other blocks you can hit that get you hearts. Hearts are a pretty useless aspect of the game. Um, hearts add up kind of, you can either pick up hearts or when you kill enemies, you get hearts. And all they do is when you get enough of them, you get an extra life. It's mostly useless. Um, coins are important because they can kind of change the ending of the game. And because there are uh, halfway points through the, through the level that you cannot access into, unless you pay 10 coins to use the little machine that gives you the, um, the checkpoint. Um, and then also at the end of many levels, you have to pay 10 coins to enter the door at the end not a difficult thing. It's very difficult to not have 10 coins whenever you need them. Um, well, and I mean, it's in theme for Wario who like his thing is money and treasure and gold. And exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. And so at the end of each level, there are, you get uh, an ability to do two different things. You can play a mini game where you spend coins to try to get bonus hearts um, and this game is just kind of like a timing based game hit, you know, a at the right time, throw a bomb at an enemy for bonus hearts it's a massively useless game unless you suck at the game of wario land and need more lives i never play it <laughs> um the other thing you can do is uh gamble with your money um you get three chances um it's just kind of like a pick one rope or another rope one rope. you know if you pick the right rope it'll drop more money on your head if you pick the wrong rope it'll drop like a 10 ton thing on your head and you'll lose half your money and so you get essentially the chance to double your money a couple times most of the times I don't do this. Um, I wanted the best ending, um, but I wasn't going to try too hard to get it. And so I would occasionally just gamble when I had a lot of money. Um, I ultimately was just like maybe a thousand coins short of the best ending, but that's okay. Um, 
So yeah, um, you know, that's hearts and coins. And really the only other part of the game, it's just these platforming levels, depending on the theme of the area. Um, Some levels have skull doors and hidden keys. Um, If you grab the keys and you come back and you open the skull door, there will be a treasure inside that you can grab and add to a collection of special treasures. Um, The only point of having those treasures is at the very, very, very end of the game, they give you a ton of coins and kind of boost what ending you get. Uh, And that's it. Um, The, as I mentioned, the setting is Kitchen Island. Uh, You start at a level called Rice Beach. Um, It's, you know, there's a little bit of interesting, I mean, for back then, I thought this was pretty interesting that there's a a level change, the, the, the landscape of a couple levels change when you beat the world. So when you beat the boss, which is like a spiked Koopa sort of thing, um, the tide comes in and floods two of the levels, one or two of the levels. And that allows you to access some stuff that you weren't previously able to do. And I remember as a kid, I thought that was crazy, especially because I didn't, I was, I was missing Sorry, go ahead. No, it's just interesting that um, they, they absolutely carry that over into this one. Um, but that, I mean, what year did one come out or rather? 94. You know, is that before or after Mega Man X? Because that's kind of the first oh. game I know of that like did that kind of thing. I believe that's before Mega Man X. Whoa. I, think, I, think, I think it's a couple years before. Let's look. Okay. Mega Man X. Oh, no. No. Um it was released a little bit before. I, I apologize. I was wrong. Um, it was released in ninety three in December ninety three in Japan, January ninety four in North America. So, okay. So I mean, probably didn't influence uh, either way because they released so closely together. But mm-hmm. it's just kind of interesting that those yeah. two games, like uh, Mega Man X, gets a lot of credit for being kind of the first big game to to make like changes to levels based on things you've done in other levels. And so um, it's just funny that these two games came out. So well, for the record, Mega Man X better game than Wario land. Um, Oh, okay. Are we (laughs) going to say that definitively? I I am going to say that or better, better than the one that I played. And also the better than the one that you played in my opinion. Fair enough. Um, Not Wario land too, but anyway. um, So yeah, that was kind of neat. And then as a kid, I, it, it did not hit me. I remember I was missing a treasure um and i didn't know where to find it and i just kind of randomly was going back through levels and then i noticed that there was water in levels that there wasn't before and i thought that was pretty crazy um the next level is mount teapot um this is notable because there is a secret exit um kind of like in mario world style where there are two exits to a level and the icon on the world map is different to kind of indicate um that there's two exits or that there's something different about it. You don't always know that when you're playing a game for the first time. Um, but there's a secret exit that takes you to an entirely new optional area, um, which is called Sherbert Land, which is just really, again, the only reason to go there is to get, you know, new treasures and such, uh, and then beat like its unique boss. Um, so the boss of Montepot is a minotaur. It's one of those classic battles where you have to jump over the thing and then an enemy that charges at you and then knock it into, you know, knock it off the cliff, right? Um, in Sherbert Land, it's a penguin that you just, you know, it, most of these bosses, you just jump it on things' heads. Um, yep. I'm almost done. I mean, there's really not that many worlds. Um, the next world is Stove Canyon, which is a fire-themed level. Uh, oh, by the way, Sherbert Land is kind of like an ice underwater-themed 
Um, Stove Canyon is a fire themed kind of mine carts, caves and such. There's a level that's kind of neat where there's a wall of lava chasing you. Um, the boss of that is this kind of floating devil head that shoots flaming boogers at you and you have oh. to catch them and then throw them back. It's one of the best fights in the game. Just I, uh, I think I think you should uh, check that out as a Halloween costume. I will. I, but I have to be a severed head, so I don't know how I'm going to do that. I, well, I, I like to uh, be Hall- Halloween's Halloween a couple costume. months away. Yeah. Um, the next level is the SST Cup, which is Captain Syrup's ship. Um, as you guessed correctly, it is a ship that's shaped like a teacup. The boss is just a bird. There's always Whenever there's a ship and you get to the top of the ship and you fight a boss, it's always a bird. It's in, it's in Donkey Kong Country and another some other game that I can't think of right now, but I'm, I know I'm sure there are other examples. Um, second to last level in the game, our world in the game is Parsley Woods, which is very, kind of gives up very similar vibes visually to the Forest of Illusion in Mario World. Um, there's a notable level, uh, a couple notable levels. One, which there you're on a train, and the other actually the train level is this is it's one of those levels where you're kind of going to the left you know these platformer games you're walking from left to right all the time um this is there are a couple levels in this where you're going left the entire time from right to left uh the boss is a ghost really nothing notable about that fight um last level is syrup castle uh you you know are battling your way into and then exploring the castle kind of as you go at the end of certain levels you hit switches at the end of the level to destroy the outer walls of the castle um and eventually you fight captain syrup uh who the boss fight is she summons a genie um and the genie kind of throws lasers shoots lasers at you and such and you have the lamp and what you need to do is keep throwing the lamp until it lands right side up which creates a cloud that floats upwards you hop on the cloud you hop on the the genie's head and take him down um and so Mario then, or no, Mario then appears and steals the giant gold peach statue that Wario what? worked so hard for. You know, what, what a dick. Uh, and so, but Wario keeps the genie lamp. And so he asks for a reward. Uh, he wants a castle. And what reward you get is based on your final coin count. This is why you collect treasures. This is also, also, also why you gamble. But technically, you really can't do this unless you grind for coins, which is something I obviously did when I was younger. Didn't do it now. Um, you know, if you get, you know, very little coins, you get a birdhouse. <laughs> he gives Mario a birdhouse. He asks for a castle, he gets a birdhouse. Uh, <laughs> two money bags, you get a tree trunk that Mario can live in. Wario can live in. Uh, three money bags, you get um, log cabin. Uh, four money bags, you get a pagoda. Uh, four, five money bags, you get a castle. And six money bags, you get a planet. Um, the scaling on that seems a little wild. A little wild, uh, yeah. Especially because you there's not much of a difference between... Ca- like, there's only like... What is it? I Actually, no. To get the planetoid, you have to... You have to have 99,999 total coins and then do everything 100% the game. Otherwise, the castle, if you have anywhere between 90,000 and 99,999,000, then you get, um, or then you get the castle. Um, so, yeah, that is, that's the game. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, okay, uh, I will go through my game and then we can kind of bounce back and forth uh, sure. again to talk about what works and what didn't from our respective games. Yep. Um, so the plot to mine um, is actually a lot simpler. Um, I don't know if they were lazy and they kind of assumed people already knew who Wario was and they what his deal were. was. They probably were. Um, but Wario is flying his plane um, and it crashes, which so, I was like, okay, bold move to yeah, open that, with Wario dying in a plane crash. That's like, it's interesting. Harrison Ford is also a grumpy man who flies airplanes and crashes them. I mean, if they're ever going to do a live action Wario, let's call Harrison Ford. Um, well, I might have to change my, if it was a movie, um, my casting. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I like it. Um, but so he wanders into a cave, uh, where he finds a magical music box. Uh, the music box sucks him inside and this figure kind of tells Wario, Hey, uh, we need these uh, five music boxes. If you go get them, I will let you out. Um, so from there, Wario kind of, um, just travels the world of the music box, um, and goes through the levels, finding keys to specific colored chests. Um, for treasure, which both opens up pathways to new levels um, and also just kind of sits in your inventory. Um, yeah, there's you could really plug in any kind of Nintendo protagonist to this story and it would work. <laughs> um, there's really not a lot of stuff that's like Wario specific. Um, definitely his transformations and things like that. But plot wise, there's nothing like he's not, it doesn't have anything to do with money. Sure. Um, he's not being super greedy. He's not like farting. There's not a lot of food. You know, those classic Wario tropes. Yeah. Uh, but I will say uh, the game kind of gets its identity from the various power-ups Wario can get. Um, and just overall, I, I found this system to be very annoying. Um, I found this game to be very annoying. Um, I think that when we get to what works and what doesn't, I, I have a really strong reason why I think this was reviewed well uh, back in the day. But essentially, you are traveling to different areas within the music box, which just looks like a regular, uh, you know, world um, from like a video game. Um, and what was what's kind of interesting, I don't know that it really has any impact on things, is that mm -hmm. um, there's a little compass in the top left corner of the screen. Um, and based on where you are in the world, um, there will be different levels for whether, you know, there's you're facing northwest, south or east. Um, I will confess I did not beat this game. Uh, I, I did not. Uh, but I played the first couple worlds. Um, I was really and hoping you would have beaten it. And I, when you said you didn't like it, I thought at what point did he decide he didn't like it? And then, but I imagined you just kind of trudging through the rest, very upset the whole time. Uh, it was like world world three where I'm like, I think I've seen everything this game can kind of offer. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so the, the gameplay, like we kind of talked about earlier, it's not a traditional platformer in that the goal is to get to the end. The goal is, as I said, to unlock these boxes uh, in the level. So in that sense, it's almost like a puzzle game, an exploration game. Um, Wario uses different abilities to get past obstacles and enemies to be able to get those keys and get to the treasure chest. 
Additionally, like in those other Wario games, the map will change based on certain things you do or certain treasures you collect. Yeah. Like, so for example, if you get uh, the swimming flippers or the frog glove, you know, that's going to allow you to swim and dive in water. So you can backtrack to old levels that featured water, swim down, grab a different colored key, open a different chest in that level you could not before. Mm. Um, so this game does encourage a lot of backtracking. It does encourage a lot of experimentation. Um, there are way more Wario forms in this one uh, than yeah. the one you played. Uh, he's uh, He gets fat. He starts on fire. He turns invisible. Um, he's a vampire. He's a zombie. He's a bubble. Um, there's just maybe like 20 different things uh, can happen to Wario. Mm-hmm. And basically you have to get hit by an enemy. You can't die. Um, however, this is kind of where uh, the game really bounced off of me because uh, the game will purposely put enemies uh, in the level that you need to progress. So for example, let's say you have to get through using uh, the zombie Wario. So there will be zombies in the level. Um, The problem is that they will also put zombies in the level specifically in places designed to fuck you over if you become the zombie. Which is really, really frustrating. And it happens with almost all of them. Um, So, you know, there will be, for example, uh, there's a level where you need to start on fire uh, to burn through some ice. And so there's like a little um, fire, uh, you know, wall mounted fire spit that spits fire out at you. But then there's also an enemy, basically all but guaranteeing that you get set on fire before you want to be set on fire. And you have no control over Wario on fire except to control when he jumps. And so he runs out of the room and he runs back through the level and you have to try and bounce him off of things. And it's very annoying. Um, I think this game takes control away from the player uh, a little bit too much. Um, And uh, I just, I I didn't care for that. What's funny is that Wario Land 2 does have some of those moments from what I recall, hopefully much less or like hopefully there aren't a lot more than i'm forgetting about so i i see i i saw and i see three as a step backward in every way but graphically yeah well i will say graphically it looks very good it was made for the game boy color uh the the levels do pop the sprites are really good um i think the sprites benefit from being bigger i think gameplay suffers but i think visually uh having big colorful sprites looks nice um yeah i think that they kind of thought they were being clever or i thought that they for whatever reason thought that it was a good idea to do that but it's like every level every power up uh it's like they find a way to kind of punish you for using it Mm -hmm. even though most of the time you have to use it to get through some element of the level or to get a key or to get to the chest Mm -hmm. um but uh when the game ends which i did not see uh but i entered the cheat code uh which is read the ending on wikipedia Ah, yes. Um, Apparently, the being that was inside the music box winds up being um, like a a devil character. What what is his name? Uh, Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, He winds up being evil, and then you beat him and then escape. uh, He looks like a a little bit like a demon clown. Yeah, he's like Rudy the Clown. That's what he is, Rudy the Clown. Okay. Um, Pretty nightmarish, I would say. Pretty nightmarish. Um, also, are you on the uh, Wario Land 3 Super Mario Wikipedia page? No, but I could go there right now. You should go there right now because, or can I send you, can I send you uh, a link over Zoom? I can't, right? You don't have to. I, I can get it. Um, There's a character that was introduced that I need you to. I'm there right now. All right. I'm just going to send you this because it's. 
from a different page. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, is it because it's your favorite uh, name for a character of all time? Uh, please read the name of the character. Mad Seinstein. Mad Seinstein. Yes, please describe him for the people. <laughs> uh, he is a bearded character. Uh, kind of like, basically looks like Master Roshi uh, with a enlarged cranium. The classic kind of... Um, look that you give a cartoon character when they have an enormous brain he looks like brainiac from green lantern honestly oh you're right yeah that's a good one yeah. too yeah um i i noticed this guy one because uh he looks ridiculous but two because to give you an example of how weirdly frustrating i found this game there's a level where uh there is one of these guys uh and he is kind of tucked away uh in part of the level geometry so you cannot get to him um, but there is a gate that it closes. It closes if it, if uh, it can see Wario. So the trick is to yeah. become visible. Yeah. I had no idea how to do that. Uh, but apparently, every like four seconds, the Seisenstein will throw a bottle uh, that turns you invisible. I turned away from my 3DS for about five seconds, and then would look back down. Wario was gone, and I assumed the game had glitched out. Um, and then I couldn't get Wario to come back. I couldn't get Wario to come back. Uh, and I got really confused and angry and then realized it was that man. Um, but that, is, that has been Seisenstein Corner. Um, yeah, so you re revisit that every week. Yeah. Uh, so you defeat the clown and then Wario escapes uh, from the music box uh, and kind of just goes on with his Wario life. Uh, again, this has like this has very little like Wario specific DNA to it. Um, again, there's really nothing specific to Wario about this, but um, yeah. I, I think it's fine. It's serviceable for uh, a Game Boy Color game. Yeah, I almost wish that I had just replayed Wario Land two so I could throw that into it. So we get it feels weird that we're skipping it, uh, especially because I think it's superior to both of these games. Um, but that's fine, you know. I there, I think that's the thing too. Like I think there is a fun good game buried in this here somewhere i think it would just have to be reworked so i'd be curious if wario land 2 is kind of like the happy medium between some of these ideas yeah and and i will i will say I, I really there's two main things about wario land 2 i'll go on like a wario land 2 corner really quick um that i thought are, were really good so there's no hub world or like world map really for wario land 2 it's just you might call it unoriginal. There's really just this like flow chart looking like world where it kind of, well, actually, you know, you don't know. All right. So you, you progress through the, through the game and you actually find out that there are, there's many different levels that have secret exits. Um, and there's a, and so when you, but you probably are going to play the game the way you think, you know, you're not going to take any of these secret exits because they're actually, they're pretty well hidden. And so let's say you play the game normally. Um, it's probably about as long as Mar Wario Land 1. And you beat the game. And then when you beat the game, it sends you back to this like flowchart looking like diagram that shows the level that you progress through, uh, you know, the, the order of levels. And you realize there's a tons of different, there's tons of different branches off of these levels. So you, it tells you what level has the secret e exit. And then it kind of shows like an un finished path and the words ending at the end 
So there's huh. a bunch of a bunch of different ends to the game, and there's actually one secret level that is just kind of a shortcut from that bypasses another one of the main worlds. So there's huh. these different like themed areas, like and there's a bunch of different levels as part of each one of those themed areas. But yeah, there are, there are secret ones, um, and it's really I I thought it was really neat. I also think that they really diversify the landscape. There's a lot of there's you know there's like an under water temple kind of area there's a haunted house where you guessed it zombies which i hate because <laughs> they move too slowly um you know there's things like things like that and there's actually even one that is a really creative way like i remember spending hours the, the first level of the game they say there's a secret exit i would spend hours and hours and hours slamming every wall because there's a lot of times where it's kind of like kind of like a metroid where you bomb a wall that looks normal but it's actually not and you get to like get a new power up there's a lot of levels in wario land 2 that are fake um i slam i jumped you know i i slammed into every wall i i explored every little part of the level and i did not know how to to get to this bonus level uh to to you know take the bonus path um and get one of the endings of the game um to unlock all these new levels and it turns out the very first scene of the of the game wario is sleeping and if you hit a button the alarm like there's an alarm sounding is his his alarm clock and you hit a button and he'll get out of bed and you get start the level if you don't hit anything in fact i think eventually you have to hit down to make sure you stay in bed he will just sleep through his alarm and that will trigger the end of the level what yeah i think i actually ended up having to look that up because i think that was around the time that game faq started um or i don't know how long they've been around but i think that was one of my first experiences with game faqs either that or kind of like word of mouth on the playground or something like that you know but um so that so that's the one thing i wanted to mention about the game the other thing i wanted to mention is wario land 2 does something really interesting that i i don't i don't remember seeing it in many other older games but i could just have blinders on um there is a bonus level that you can unlock at the end of the game. It's not very good looking aesthetically, but what it is, is essentially a, have you mastered the platforming mechanics of this game? And I'm not talking about the power-ups. I'm talking about just running, jumping, ducking, and the, the timing of jumps. And then, you know, there's like one of those classic elements of games where you jump on an enemy's head that's on spikes or like, so you put the enemy on spikes and you jump on that enemy to get across the spikes. Right. There's like things like that. There's some tricky things that the game does with platforming. Some of those things are done to unlock the secret levels, but in this, it puts them all to the test and you have a time limit and it's really, really, really difficult. Or I remember it being very difficult. And then when I revisited, I thought it was tricky, but not because I've been playing video games for so long now it's, it's not as difficult, but I remember being very impressed and kind of in hindsight, I'm still very impressed about that they that they that they made that kind of a level. It, it was kind of like equivalent to like the final final level in Mario Galaxy Two or the final final level of Mario Odyssey, where it's you know it's the hard level that you all your skills are put to the test. I've I've kind of wondered about those levels, and maybe not uh, in more recent games, but especially in an early game like this. Part of me wonders if um, like developers made them for each other as almost like a joke, just to make it as hard as they could. I like, and that. then they like they kept it or they modified it and kept it. Hmm. Um, I, I that's probably me. that's probably not true of like Mario Galaxy two or whatever. But in like a super early game like this, I could definitely see some developers, especially like on a really small team, 
kind of having fun with each other yeah. uh, and just purposely designing like a crazy platform intensive level that otherwise would not fit into the game. Yeah. Well, and that was a discussion that went more in depth uh, about Wario Land 2 than either of the games we played. <laughs> Wario Land 2 is a better game, I'm telling you. I, yeah. I don't think, I think that it's going to be a hard pitch for you to play it now that you hated 3 so yeah. much. Yeah, well, okay, tell me what works about the game you played. So I, I would say what works is just, it's still just a kind of a refreshing difference uh, from, like a change of pace in a way from playing Mario. The only problem I have with that, and this kind of gets into what doesn't work, is that I get... I like it for a time and then I get tired of it quickly and the game's short and I still get tired of it kind of quickly. Um, I think that the things that I liked about Wario land one Wario land two does so much better. Um, and just kind of just those elements of changing the pace of the game, different kinds of enemies, different kinds of fighting style, different kinds of power-ups. I like that. It's just, it's, it's not like, it's not like Mario, but with new power-ups. I mean, it's, as we talked about, it's very different than Mario, but it's just, it has that kind of feeling like you're playing a Nintendo platformer though. And I just like that change of pace, that kind of change of style. Um, I like the, you know, the clever, it's not really clever, but I just kind of like the kitchen themed world. Um, I think it looks kind of cool, um, you know, for a Game Boy game. Um and I would say what doesn't work about it is that, uh, it, like I mentioned, Wario. So you think Wario's big on your screen? Actually, I, I, I had to think about it again. Wario is, I think, even bigger on the screen in this game really, than he is in, the, in 2 and 3. Um, the slowness is definitely what I mentioned before. That's definitely one thing that doesn't work. And the, probably the biggest thing that doesn't work is when you – the downside to trying to get a lot of money – especially using the gambling game is you cannot skip the coin count at the end of every level, your coins go into your bank and you can't skip it. And if you have like 500 coins, that takes a while and it's incredibly frustrating. And at the yeah. end of the game, when it's counting up all the money you've ever had, you can't skip it. You just have to sit there and wait for your money to be counted. And it takes like what felt like 10 minutes. Yeah, I could see that being annoying. So yeah, how about you? Uh, okay, so I'll, I'll start with what, what works. Um, I think being for the Game Boy Color and design for the Game Boy Color, like I said, uh, I think the game looks really nice. Uh, I think the colors pop. I think the sprites look really good. Uh, the backgrounds are kind of ho-hum uh, of the actual levels, um, but the world maps are nice and detailed and colorful. Um, so I definitely think visually this game works. Uh, the music was fine like i don't remember any tunes off the top of my head but mm -hmm. it was serviceable and fine the sound effects are good as well um when you have to go into the sound effects sounding okay for what a game does right yeah you shouldn't have to get that far into it yeah so but i, I think aesthetically uh it works in many ways uh wario's forms do generally look pretty cool like zombie wario is cool there's a vampire wario um they, they do look nice the sprite work looks nice but um, in terms of what doesn't work, I just, um, I can get behind the idea of a exploration-based, almost maze-like platformer with backtracking. I, I, can, I can get that. What really takes it away from me is uh, control being taken away from the player. Yeah. These, these power-ups, a lot of times they allow you to still move Wario, but his moveset is very different. And oftentimes you're not in control of the moveset. 
So for example, one of them, Wario becomes like a spring. Yep. And you don't really get to control when Wario like springs. He just, that's how he moves now. Um, same thing with zombie Wario. He does have benefits. Like he can't be killed by things, but he also just like becomes liquid goop and like slips through thin floors uh, or fat Wario. Like if you jump and land on certain blocks, they just crumble beneath you. Like you don't get to choose some jumps. You just can't, you just have to try and make them. And yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's just it's frustrating that uh, the game seems to, on the one hand, incentivize you and require you to earn these uh, power ups, but then punish you for them. I was thinking about how you'd fix this, and I was thinking that instead of like, well, basically what they have here is a very subtractive system, right? Mm -hmm. So you get the power up, and then because of that, unless you're careful, we're gonna take something away from you. In this case, like progress, we're gonna make you you know go back further through the level. Sure. What if they did something like additive? We're like, okay, now you're a zombie, but because you're a zombie, we're gonna throw a ton of extra enemies at you. Um, and yeah, like the zombie can kill enemies by moving through them, but you, if you want to move quickly, you have to be like strategic about which enemies you hit and what yeah. order. And you know that wouldn't take away from progress you've made. It just may slow you down a little bit, making continued forward progress if you don't utilize the zombie like as best you can. Mm -hmm. um, I like that. Yeah, it, it, it just, it felt like I was hitting my head against the same wall again and again and again. And any given level, I would, you know, try and make a jump, get hit in midair by like a fireball, start on fire. That would cause me to run back to like two screens through the level. Uh, and then I would be left to try again. Um, and there were times where I was wishing that Wario could die and that I could go to a game over screen just for like a break. Um, I can't I, die in two either, by the way. I, I, that was probably, I don't know if we mentioned that, but like, again, yeah, in Wario Land 1, he can die. Wario Land 2 and 3, he cannot die. I, you know, I go back and forth on this. And I think um, in some cases, that's a good idea and a good system uh, is no deaths. It's kind of antiquated, especially at this point. But for a game like this, I almost feel like it gives you breathing room. Um, being left to continually fail again and again and again and have to retry after like three seconds uh, really turned me off Not this great. game. Yep. I can, again, I was shocked when I saw the critical consensus about this game that it was getting like nines out of tens, 9.5s, tens out of tens, tons and tons of love for this game. And I think that comes from when it was released, uh, it was an older era. If you were a kid at this time, you did not have a lot of money for video games. Uh, you probably, you know, you're not gonna get a new game every week. Yeah. A game that can keep you playing while still offering new content, um, which this game does, right? You keep yeah. playing, you keep failing, but uh, you can get different, you know, every level is five different treasure chests with five different colored keys. You're going to be doing a ton of backtracking. You're going to be finding new treasure. There's enough stuff here to keep you busy, uh, even though the gameplay itself is kind of mediocre, that I could see like a seven-year-old kid in the year 2000 absolutely going bananas for this game, especially with how nice it looks uh, in terms of like production values with the Game Boy Color. Yeah. I understand, and I understand why subsequent uh, reviews from the eShop get rated very highly. If you grew up with this game, I can definitely see uh, a fondness for it. I, I, I can see the potential for a good game in there. I just, it would just have to be kind of cleaned up. Um, don't take, you know, don't take control away from me as a player. Yeah. Uh, reward me for using the uh, power-ups. Don't punish me. Um, things like that, that kind of turn me off to it. It's interesting to think about how times have changed from like when we were younger playing video games to now. And I, and I, what I mean by that is when, it, when this game, when Wario Land 3 came out, cause you mentioned the critical consensus and I was like, 
when this game came out, I was like, I'm, I'm a Wario fan. I can't wait for the next game to come out. Wario Land 3, it looks amazing. And then it's like Wario is in a music box, gets trapped in a music box. And I'm like, what the fuck is this bullshit? Yeah. Like, it's like, what it's kind not, of dumbass plot is this? It's not, yeah. It's, it's not like Wario. Like, it's weird. It's almost like this began development is like a different game. Yeah. Well, and I was, they just, yeah. I, I just, I was like, Captain Syrup. Where's Captain Syrup? Because she's she's in her and her gang are in Wario Land too. It's like a continuation of the minimalistic story. It's like, but it, I think about that now. It's like, who cares? Kind of like, who cares if they continue with this like dumb enemy and this dumb plot? But like, still, I, I apparently I cared enough back then where I was like, this is bullshit. Music box. What's happening? Where where's where are the villains that I like? What what's going on? This is too different. I don't like change. Yeah, and <laughs> does anyone really? Um, no, I, I totally get that. And again, it's like, yeah, I almost feel like this began life as a different game um, because it's so unwario like And the first game, while, you know, no Super Mario game is realistic necessarily, but like, you know, something captured by pirates, that's, that's a plot. That's a realistic sure. thing that could happen. Whereas the plot to this is like, oh, I guess after that plane crash, I was trapped in an enchanted music box. Like, yeah. it's just so like goofy and out there. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they were trying to make a tonal shift uh, in the series, or maybe this was another game, or who knows? Maybe this is the Wario tale they've always wanted to tell. It's actually this is one of the games that turned into Resident Evil Four. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there were so many that I mean, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, all right. Let's uh, let's get into the world of these games or, you know, um, so I, I did. I mean, I, I can just run through this quickly. Well, I guess talk about if it was, you know, if this game was a movie. I immediately wrote down Jack Black. Did I, that. yeah, yeah. Um, and I, and I said like, you know, if it's, if it's an animated, it might as well just have it voiced by the guy who voices Mario and Wario. Um, and then you have Captain Syrup who'd be played by like Amy Adams or Jessica Chastain. That's a no-brainer, although I would like to go back and look at Harrison Ford as Wario. It would be a really weird movie that you'd have to be stoned to watch, probably. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, I could talk about fan fiction quickly because we clearly looked at different fan fiction. Um, honestly, <laughs> well, maybe what I not. was not really worth... Excuse um, me. Bless you. It, it's not really worth... There's nothing like really that notable to talk about in terms of what I found for fan fiction. It's just a, one of those classic like continuation of the story type things. Um, I guess I'll, I'll just start talking about it. Um, yeah, yeah, go for it. Uh, I, it's a two-part story called The Revenge of Captain Syrup. The second one is called The Revenge of Captain Syrup colon Revenge at Last? Question mark. Um, and it is just entirely from the perspective of the villain. Um, it's a very kind of like short story not really sure, but you know, someone put some thought into this. Um, sure. Although it does sound like it was possibly written by maybe a fifth grader. Uh, it's co- <laughs> it's competent. It's not. It's not. You know, it's actually not that bad. Um, so the fifth grader wasn't really a knock. It's just like a, a fifth grader was like, who else would write this? And also, it's not you know daring in the way it, it's written. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, that's that's all it really is. It's just. Um, I, one of the interesting things is that is the is the lead in, in where it says that this takes place days before Super Mario Sunshine. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, 
And actually, I just realized there's something I completely missed. This is actually a search for Wario Land fan fiction. This actually takes place after Captain Syrup's defeat in Wario Land 2, not Wario Land 1. So it's inapplicable to my game. Okay. Not All right, surprised. Sure. But anyway, takes place days before Super Mario Sunshine. Why? How? I, Why? And how? I, I don't, don't know. understand. Um, that's really all I have to say about that. Um, if I, I have my own fan fiction, um, oh, I forgot to mention, I if, would I live in the world of this game? No, I don't really know what else to say about that. Um, my fan fiction is uh, Wario goes on a violent Tarantino-esque rampage to kill the entire Brown Sugar Gang. Okay, and Mario. Okay. And the Toads to get the Golden Peach uh, statue back. And he enlists help from Princess Daisy, who is, you know, sick of playing second fiddle to Peach. Well, I, yeah, of course. Um, and then I also wrote and Funky Kong, because why not? It's been a while since I wrote that. Uh, but, you know, what game, what movie or uh, fan fiction or whatnot wouldn't be made better with, with without Funky Kong? No, I mean, Funky Kong, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's... That's my wrap up for, for that game. All right. Uh, if I am going to cast the film, um, I my first instinct was to go Jack Black as well. It seems like the obvious uh, yeah. one. However, I have been watching a lot of intervention lately. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah. And there is, in fact, uh, someone from an episode last night that I was like, he this, this man is very Wario-esque. Um, let me see if I can, here we go. I'm going to send you some pictures. I would like you to describe the pictures that I send. Okay. This is a, this is a man named, this is a man named Big Al. He is in. Sorry. It's making me like download these. (laughs) Very inconvenient. Uh, but it is a very large man um, from an episode of Intervention um, that had big Wario energy. Okay. I would agree with that. Uh, describe is, describe for the people what you're saying. You, was this a handlebar mustache? Yeah, it's a yeah. big time handlebar mustache. Uh, big, big gentleman. Uh, looks like kind of a biker in a way, but yet there's a picture of him in a, in his garage with a Jeep, with a white Jeep. So maybe not a biker, uh, but then he's also got, you know, like the plaid shirt, uh, the open plaid shirt with the t-shirt underneath. He's got tattoos. Uh, I see it's some toolboxes behind him. You know, he, this guy seems like a Wario, uh, I would say. Big time Wario. Um, would it surprise you to learn uh, that he ingests up to 45 uh, Oxycontins, Oxycontins a, day? a day? Oh, um, no, I'm not surprised. That's probably too much. I would um, say it is. I bet Wario would have a big time, um, you know, opiate, <laughs> opiate issue, wouldn't you think? I would definitely think that. Um, yeah. He's got to, I mean, he's always going to be looked at, looked down at, uh, Mario's just better than, or Mario's just better than him. So he's depressed. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go Wario. Here's the question though. Uh, is there going to be a love interest in this movie? In yours? There's. Well, in a oh, Mario in, in film. A, in or a, I'm sorry, Wario. 
If an A Wario no, film, I feel like that would just be painful and awkward to watch. I would rather just, I would rather just have him do you know the usual Wario things. All right, here is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking like a Porco Rosso esque world spanning adventure with Wario, animated by Studio Ghibli. Uh, we'll say Big Al voices Wario. Uh, I want him to be rivals with Waluigi. Let's say it's a heist film of some kind and they both have to steal some kind of treasure before, you know, some deadline. Uh, I'm going to say that Wario's sidekick is uh, either Baby Peach, Baby Mario, or Baby Luigi. So he has to take care of something cute and adorable uh, throughout the film. Um, and I'm going to say Waluigi is voiced by uh, David Cross. <sighs> Okay, yeah. I can get behind that. And that's my movie. It'll be like a globetrotting family adventure heist Studio Ghibli joint. I like that a lot. That's better yeah. than mine. I just wanted Mario to just go on a rampage. Uh, I wouldn't want to live in this world uh, because that would mean I would be trapped inside of a haunted music box with an evil genie. Uh, yeah. Um, well, so, I, mean, I thought you were just because you hated it so much. You just don't want to be trapped in it. I mean, I, yeah, I guess that too. Um, although I guess we can pick, like, you have to pick one. Would you want to do this world or the world from your game? Uh, mine. I think I would do mine, um, just because there is a genie involved, so you could potentially get a wish out of it. There's a genie in mine. Oh, fuck, you're right. All right, well, let's move on. Fan fiction corner. <laughs> uh, you kind of already talked about some fan fiction you found. I found, uh, I looked specifically for Wario Land 3 fanfiction. I couldn't really find any uh, specific to the game. I did find, um, I just searched Wario fanfiction kind of generally okay. uh, and had to sift through a lot of stuff. Uh, I found two things that are particularly interesting. One's a little longer, one's a little shorter. Which would you like to hear first? Hit me with the shorter one first. I'll hit you with the shorter one. So the shorter one is a poem. Good. Um, and... Good, the poem good. is by Zo uh, the poem is by Smart Kira. Um Kira K-I-R-A. Smart Kira as in like the Death Note Kira. I suppose. Uh Kira was pretty smart though. Um, very, very yeah. smart. Oh yeah, so I guess you don't need to say smart Kira. All right, I gotcha. Yeah. Uh the title of the poem is this is the full title: How Scrooge McDuck and Wario are the same and different. <laughs> All right, here's, here's uh, it's the like, poem. Okay, I, I'm going to guess that this peaked at the title. No? Uh, maybe not. Okay. I love okay. the title. All right, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this reading. <clears throat> money, money, money. Give me money and lots of it, too. There's nothing you can do without money, too. You simply can't buy or get anything you want, too but go back to your humble roots and start from the ground you and make a name for yourself by becoming the richest duck in all of Duckburg. Or you could be a gross slime ball that no one not wants to be around. And as you look around everything, your eyes glance upon all you see is money and money everywhere. Everything you touch might not turn to gold. But what do you care when all you want to do is make a quick buck? I I didn't want to interrupt you during that because I I, I liked the kind of like voice you had going there. I was very I was very invested in that poem. 
I was wrong. What I take back what I said before, I apologize for what I said before. It did not peak at the title. Uh, that was pretty. Uh, it's a, it's frighteningly poignant. In it some it ways. is in some ways you, you could argue it's a kind of poem that you could read sort of like you just read it, like a go to like a slam poetry night and you read that straight faced. Don't laugh. I don't know. I would say it could be taken seriously. If, if, I think it, depending I, on I, how you present it. I think it also works as an upbeat K-pop song. Cause let's look at it this way. Money, 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 give me money and lots of it too. There is nothing you can do without money too. Ooh. You simply can't buy or get anything you want to, but go back to your humble roots. Yeah, that's, that's terrible. Yeah, I'm never singing for the podcast again. Not you. I mean, that no, it's just no. that upbeat and it just doesn't work. Uh, but yeah, so that was uh, a poem I found about Oreo. Um, another <laughs> another fan fiction I found, uh, I found on a site that I knew existed, but I've never found anything for this podcast on it. Okay. Uh, I found something from Literatica. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so this is a story by Mark Madden, uh, is the username. I'm going to call him out. Um, it is called Master Hansy's Smash Brothers Orgy. Okay. Um, it's basically in literary erotica form what Smash Brothers is in video game form. It's all of these characters smashed together, ready and raring to go. Uh, but instead of fighting, they're all fucking. So, so it's just... It describes all of that. I, yeah, I am going to read this paragraph in okay. which Wario is featured. It's very long, and I did have to do a search find to see how Wario got into the action. Uh, you'll be excited by a certain cameo that takes Oh place. my gosh, is it Tails? Uh, well, let's, let's find out. Let's find Daisy, out. Daisy Set Cowgirl on King K. Rule's massive, scaly beast of a cock, <laughs> glad to no longer be <laughs> sucking the foul reptilian thing but more than a little excited to get it in her pussy. Wario stroked his own thick, crooked knob (laughs) as he watched the red-headed princess lower herself under the crocodile monarch's epic reptilian dick. Or rather, he watched as Luigi watched it, staring intensely into the eyes of his nemesis's brother, who was beating his useless meat to the sight of his sort of girlfriend getting impaled by an overweight hung reptile. Wario never took his eyes off of Luigi, making sure he continued to watch as Wario pressed the fat pink head of his cock against Daisy's asshole and pushed a few inches inside of her, making her squeal in pain and pleasure. Luigi blew his load immediately upon seeing it, his meager cum shot hitting nothing but dirt. <laughs> All right. Um, if so you can see that. me right now, I'm kind of like cringing in my chair. Um, uh, I'll just give you a few highlights. Wario was gleefully bouncing around, going ass to mouth to ass to mouth ad nauseum on Daisy, making sure Luigi was watching the entire time. Wow. Anyway, uh, how about that the, to the plot of Wario Land Five? Hey, here's the uh, here's the cameo you may appreciate. Sure. Uh, Wario nearly lost his mind at the sight of Captain Syrup, forgetting all about Daisy as he dropped her into D- Luigi's lap. Oh. 
Uh, Luigi was glad to have her all to himself, but was too sexually spent to do any blah, 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 blah. So Wario does get to see uh, Captain Steve. Well, that's great. I yeah. wonder if they caught up and maybe they yeah. made amends. Um, so, yeah, if you would like to read about them and more classic uh, Nintendo characters from Smash Brothers in a very graphic orgy, uh, you can find that on Literatica. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so, uh, should there be fan fiction of Wario, though? Does I mean, is there any reason why that should exist in this in this earthly realm of ours? No. No. No, I've never wanted it. There's nothing about Wario or his adventures. Wario, here's what Wario is. Wario is like the spin-off Venom comic. Uh, like Venom is fine. I don't want to read a Venom comic. You know what? 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 This podcast, I mean, replaying the game, but especially this podcast has this particular episode that we're doing now is has reminded me or just made me feel is a little bit ashamed. I, I think that I feel like a weird sense of shame that I cared so much about this series. I remember being disappointed with Wario Land 4, 2, and then I kind of stopped with Wario. Or actually, no, I didn't. I played Wario World for GameCube, which I remember being a massive disappointment. And I was just kind of like, why did why do I care about these games? Why did I get all excited about this? Why did I become the guy who was like, I'm buying the next Wario platformer game that comes out? And I feel silly in hindsight... Uh, uh, I, I wouldn't say feel bad or silly. You like what you like, you know, there's nothing well, I, wrong with but that. But I don't now, really. I mean, Wario Land 2 is good, but I, I really will probably never revisit any of the other games. Uh, you know what gives me very similar feelings? Um, I loved Power Rangers when I was a kid. Me too. Uh, and there is a sizable contingent of people our age that, like, legitimately enjoy the Power Rangers. Oh, it's terrible. And still, like, go and, back and watch it. Oh, no, it's horrible. Yeah. It's absolutely horrible. Um, yeah, so I, I don't feel ashamed that I used to like the Power Rangers when I was like five. Um, I feel a little weird about it now, but um, yeah, you don't you don't think this game is a masterpiece now, right? Yeah, no. Well, then you're fine. You're good. Don't feel don't feel ashamed. Yeah. All right. Well, that was um, I think that wraps that up. We learned a lot about shame. I think we sure did. Yeah. Um, what a great uh, you know spur of the moment pivot we just did. Okay. Pivot of sorts, you know, yeah, to, I was, to combine this episode. Quite the pivot. Um, yes. So, what, uh, what have you been up to? Um, been a while. It's been like three weeks since we last recorded. Yeah, uh, I've been I've been busy. Um, so, um, I am on vacation now from work, but uh, I've actually had to go in like four times now uh, to do trainings, which is annoying. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just doing various different things. Um, what have I been playing lately? Uh, lately, I have been playing Miitopia, uh, which I mm-hmm. bought because I wanted Edgar and I to design cute little me characters. I thought it would be a game we could both play. Um, it's cute. It's fun. I don't know that I'd pay 50 bucks for it again, but uh, I like it. The other thing I did was buy a new pair of Joy-Con um, yeah. because Page I have light. had... I have had broken Joy-Con forever, yeah. uh, and so I never play my Switch um, undocked. Uh, so I bought new ones, um, and I love them. I got a, a purple and orange set. Nice. Uh, and I've been playing, you know, un, you know, undocked in handheld mode before bed. Uh, so it's great. Uh, I'm also continuing my my playing of um, 
uh, Monster Hunter. So I'm almost done with Monster Hunter Stories in time for Monster Hunter Stories 2 in July. Uh, and I have beaten Monster Hunter Rise and just kind of doing all the extra DLC stuff. Now. What's your What's been your favorite um, of all the, the, these Monster Hunter experiences? You've uh, so I, I played Monster Hunter World quite a bit monster Hunter rise quite a bit monster Hunter stories quite a bit now uh, i'm gonna go rise and i'm gonna say rise is a great entry point for people into the series okay why world, is that world is really good too uh but every monster hunter game i've tried um world kind of fixes this a little bit but you can be on hunts for you know 48 minutes to an hour and 10 minutes um like very very long for one hunt mm-hmm. um whereas monster hunter rise i think because it's on switch uh, they know that, you know, people are going to be playing, you know, on the train or handheld. And so each of the hunts you can get done in, you know, five to 20 minutes max. Um, it's, it's much more friendly and uh, more considerate of your time. Okay. Yeah. And there's like a million little ways. It just, I would, I would say that's the best way to put it. It's, uh, it's considerate of your time. It doesn't waste your time. Hmm. Uh, what have you been up to? So much. I've got a lot of I've got a lot of gaming uh, and TV watching. I basically have not been watching movies for the most part. I mean, I rewatched Miranda and I rewatched uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark because it's the anniversary of the movie, and you know, obviously, I think it's a classic. Um, TV wise, uh, I have been watching a lot of anime. Um, I am about halfway through Demon Slayer. I love it. Um, I started One Piece, and oh, uh, I'm in. For the, I'm in for that now. Uh, I don't know how long it'll last, but I'm enjoying it. I'm just gonna, how many uh, how many episodes in are you? Oh, not very far. I'm like eleven episodes in. Okay. Yeah, I, I plan on sticking with it. Um, it came. It, it's been tossed around as an idea, and it's like a small circle of friends of mine. And I've been trying to peer pressure them into starting it with me because I didn't want to do it without them. And I would tell them they open invitation. If one of them starts it, I will start it. I'll drop, not drop what I'm doing, but I'll start watching it right away. Um, so I'm watching that. That's that's good. Um, I feel like I'm missing something. I, I started Fire Force, but then stopped uh it was a little too fan servicey to start yeah i uh i also uh started fire force but gave i gave up on it pretty quick i don't know if i'm gonna go back to it um i watched all of mob psycho 100 uh i enjoyed that i thought the second season is better especially the end uh is, is better than the first it's a kind of an anime that i at first felt like you know this is good enough to keep watching and i just kind of wanted to get through it because it's only like 24 episodes and a couple ovas um, but near kind of the end of season one and then throughout season two, I was like, this is a good anime. This is, I'm glad I watched this. And actually by the end of it, I was thinking, I kind of wish I could spend more time with these characters. Um, so I kind of hope they do a season three. Um, I guess the, another movie, I guess not really a movie, um, Bo Burnham's special inside. I've watched that twice now. Okay. And I think it's fantastic. I, listen to the soundtrack from it most of the songs every day i've listened to like the whole album like every single day at least once um obviously it's best to watch it on netflix um and then enjoy the the songs that you like um i just it's it's not the funniest thing he's ever done it's really it's more of just like a 
piece of performance art in a way like it, it's it was made written directed edited lit shot i mean all of it by bo burnham during uh the covid pandemic right and i just think he's so he's so talented um even the moments that are more somber um because it's not all joking um you know i think it's just it's the more and more I think about it, the more I feel like it's might be a masterpiece. Um, so I'm really high on that. Uh, video game wise, I beat Resident Evil eight. Good game. Actually great game. Um, I was kind of just, at first I was not too hot on it, but it, that feeling went away very quickly until it became one of those kind of like just balls to the wall, Resident Evil four type games that are just really fun to play fun locations. Um, I would say that it has a, sequence in it that's on par with it possibly even more scary scarier (laughs) than the beginning of resident evil 7 okay Um, it's very it's a very very well done horror sequence um that had my heart pounding um and shaking a little bit um very good game, but ultimately just ridiculous, just silly. It gets to the point where you're just shooting, like just blasting through enemies. You're like, what is happening? There's like werewolves or like vampires or whatever. It's just, it's bananas. I mean, um, yeah, that's how, yeah, that's how. Uh, we all knew it was going yeah. there, right? Um, I've still been playing Binding of Isaac. I told you, I texted you earlier today that I picked up Final Fantasy VIII. I don't know why, but I'm like, I got to finish it. I just I think I was listening to a Final Fantasy podcast and they were ranking their Final Fantasy games according to different categories, you know, like score, combat, overall favorite, characters, um, story, things like that. And I'm just like, I, I should probably play eight, uh, like finish eight for the first time. And so I'm I'm probably a little more than halfway done with it. I'll, I'll stick with it, hopefully. Um, and then other than that, I I don't know. I don't think I think that's it. Um, I think that's I think that's plenty. I think that's enough to it's keep a, the guy busy. It's a lot, yeah. Um, with one, as I said, mind, I have I have I have also been on a big intervention kick. You can watch uh, several of the seasons on Hulu, and if you're ever feeling bad about your life choices, uh, you can watch them, and it will probably make you feel better. <laughs> I I get sad watching those types of shows. But it always feels so good when they actually get help and then you see That's them true. like three months later. It kind of sucks when it's like they didn't go to treatment. They were dead two months later. That's true. That's true. Like, well, cool. Yeah. Well, all right. You know, I um, I was going to say, what are we doing next week? I think we had kind of tentatively agreed to do the movie St. Maud next. Do you want to stick yes. with that? All right. Yeah, and then we'll we'll have to get into our uh, summer picks, uh, which we've kind of talked about off air. Maybe we can get into those like end of like mid end of July, maybe August. Yeah, because um, well, we kind of already told each other what those will be. Yes, um, we we should do that. I just need to find. Normally, I would say it's it's easy to find a time that is convenient for me to part with my Nintendo 64 somewhat more difficult now, as I, as I may have mentioned, I know I mentioned to you and I may have mentioned on this podcast before, I, I, you know, uh, me and two friends will get together a couple times a year and do a race to see you could hundred percent Banjo Kazooie the fastest. Um, I've 
won many, many times in a row. Um, they are so they were so fed up with that like, that they have started training and are now like sending me their like completion times. And I'm like, I, oh my God. I have no idea how, I don't know. I mean, they, they, they put in some damn good effort and I need to decide whether and how much of that effort I'm going to put in. I've started training just a little bit and I hate putting it like training. I've more just kind of like played the first four levels of the game, like twice. Um, I, 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 I don't want to, I don't want to, I think my goal right now is to not get crushed. Um, but I'm not optimistic about my chances. Uh, but okay. I want to, I, I want to play a little bit more and maybe play the game through like twice. I just need to find the time to do that. I don't know if we're going to find right. the time to do our next run this summer. So it really honestly won't matter. I would, I would say that if I don't maybe at the end of the next like couple weeks, like maybe two or three weeks, the most from now, I, you're more than welcome to just have it at that point. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, no, no worries. No rush. We were going to figure it out. Soon. And I'm very excited to play uh, Chrono Trigger. Yeah. It's, it's excellent. Uh, I think the DS version is kind of a definitive one. Um, so I'm wait. glad you will get the chance to play it. Yeah. And I'm, I, I think the timing is working out where I'll probably have wrapped up the other games that I'm trying to finish before then so i could focus entirely on it not that i wasn't going to anyway but it's nice to just kind of have your mind cleared and not have other games distracting you yeah i do think you'll find one of the uh charming things about that game is that it is relatively short yeah and and replayable and i I think i intend to do that i think it's in fact meant to be but we can talk about it yeah can't wait well thank you aaron wait thank Thank you you, james take care